0: you gore fiends and horror hounds this is brett from dimension z joined as i always am by greg of the dead how you doing man doing good boy we're back to the phantasm series i love this series so much it makes no sense but the visuals are cool and i'd like like it's all over the place
1: It doesn't start making sense until this one. Which is
0: the most insane
1: move that we've had to go through. This is our third decade of Phantasm movies. Because it started in the 70s and 80s. This one's in the 90s. And it took Don Coscarelli three movies until he's like, I better start tying some of this together. Make some sense out of this all and everything.
0: I better start to maybe explain a little bit of something.
1: Yeah, like, it's just wild what I'm looking at. I'm like how did these keep happening? N- nothing against them, but I'm like, it's a miracle they kept coming out. Like, oh wait, you left the movie on a cliffhanger 10 years ago and you're just going to pick it back up?
0: Okay. Oh yeah, the fact of like, we like you said, we're in like three different decades now for three movies. We're like switching production companies halfway through. Halfway through one of our main people, like the actor gets switched and then we switch them back. Yes.
1: Um, also on a personal for us note, I want to throw out, I never want to hear anyone say, and Throbbing with Horrors just did it to get like the most popular movies or the most plays or anything, because believe me, it's history has shown us anything, Phantasm does not get plays for us whatsoever, and the fact we're doing it again shows you people no, that is not the case.
0: I adore this series so much. I'm working on having the entire series on VHS. I have one, three, and four. I need two, and then you can't get five on VHS unless it's like a custom thing. But I got like the two hardest ones to find, I feel, which is three and four. But three is just so much goddamn fun. I love it. Uh, This is really like it leans way more into like the road trip aspect of the series, which is something I like. Like one of my favorite things about it is to them just riding around, getting six miles a gallon in their Hemi Cuda.
1: Yeah. Um. This is probably my favorite in the series.
0: I I do have a
1: weird soft spot for the one that everyone hates, Ravenger. But I. This is probably my favorite.
0: I don't hate Five at all. Like, yes, it has some bad CGI, and unfortunately, Don Coscarelli was like, oh, Sam Raimi's not directing his own stuff anymore either. I'm going to do what he did. I'm going to pass on the series that I've been directing from the very beginning and doing everything. No, here you go, other person. F- finish my work. Man, let the man have a break. <laughs> He's ancient. Did Don Coscarelli is not that old. He, wasn't he like 18 when he made the first one? I'm not sure. He was really young when he made the first one. So he's not as old as some of these other directors uh, that came up with him at that time. So yeah, he just did John Dies at the end not that long before uh, Phantasm Five came out. Why can't you do your own work anymore?
1: All right, but Phantasm Three, Lord of the Dead, such a cool like subtitle from 1994 with an Edward trifecta, anything that's written, directed, and produced by Don Coscarelli.
0: Oh, I love Don Coscarelli so much. I always bring up the book every time we do one of his movies. It's right beside me. I love True Indie. Such a great book. If you're a fan of his or these movies, please read it.
1: So, by the way, I guess I'll just drop this now. You look to your calendars and you're listening to this on release Day or that time. This is our last regular episode before we hit through October again. So that's coming right around the corner. Just in case you'll stick around to the end, I'm dropping that here. Yeah, through October. Last year we did 31 movies in 31 days. Look, we're not doing that again. I think we still have like the full work week. So I think like one for every like five for every week at least, or something like that. There's a ton of them. So we're yeah, so- it's busy season, people.
0: We're sorry we slacked off and only did like five episodes a week or whatever it ends up working out to being. But how perfect is it that the tall man is going to usher us into Throbtober?
1: He did last year, too, I realize. This was the last movie before we did it last year.
0: So I guess we have to wait another year until we do Phantasm Four. Probably.
1: Yeah, one a year is not bad for Phantasm. No. All right, so it starts off with a recap, and I love in this recap, Brett. They very carefully do not show part two, Mike, whatsoever. Like I think they zoom on some scenes to get him out of that frame, but they are very careful to not show part two, Mike, in the slightest.
0: And they like at one point because they had like the long sleeve shirt under the short sleeve shirt thing, and. He had, like, a specific costume for two, and they just stuck someone else in it. And then all of a sudden, original Mike shows back up, wearing part two Mike's clothes.
1: Which you have to do for continuity, so it makes sense. But it's just funny, like, that they went so painstakingly out of their way to show part one Mike, who's the same actor we get in this. They recast him for two, then casted him back. So it's just very funny to watch this recap bit.
0: And I'm so thankful for the Phantasm recap at the beginning. Like, thank you for reminding me kind of where we're at.
1: It wouldn't matter anyway. It's Phantasm.
0: Well, It's just like a nice clip show of like you get a tall man going boy and grabbing Mike through the mirror. You get the great house explosion. That was like three different scenes filmed at once for Phantasm 2. Such a cool shot.
1: Then we start literally right at the end of Phantasm Two with the hearse ride. Reggie's thrown out. The hearse drives away, blows up. They actually launched a hearse into the air for this Brit. Like, set up a ramp and everything. I forget how far they clocked it as flying, but it went when they launched this thing.
0: I love, like, reading, well, I was reading about the filming of some of these movies, and how they do, they just jump cars constantly, and it's real explosions and stuff. Don Coscarelli's just like, fuck it, we're gonna have fun with this. It's like, we're jumping a hearse today! Um, But I also love, it's the, um, fa- Tall Man at the end of Phantasm Two got, like, the acid needle stuck in the back of him, and he melted and he's just laying there in like a puddle of what's left of him. And I love the new tall man, like from the same dim- a different dimension or whatever, comes in, like glares at him, like Ugh, inferior tall man, and like just throws him <laughs> into like the dimensional portal. Um,
1: after the crash, there's a dwarf getting the body of the dead girl. I don't remember her name, but the girl who could communicate through her mind to Mike in the last one,
0: and. Oh, he- Yeah, this has the sequel, uh, sequitis or whatever that these horror movies get sometimes, of, like, that character was so important in the last movie. This one, one of the minion things just chews her nose off immediately, and she's gone. No one even talks about her.
1: Yep, Reggie blasted away with the quad-barrel shotgun. Oh, so fucking
0: metal. Oh, and we got Reggie back. He's looking a little grayer, he's a little older, still rocking the skullet. Still trying to get laid. I swear Reggie, because he did have a family, and he had a kid. I'm guessing Leg- Reggie only had sex one time. And he was just like, oh, that was so great. I was going to say he was a virgin, but we know he had sex at least once. Because he never gets laid in this series.
1: No, not at all.
0: Well, uh, I like his
1: Reggie more, our gray, kind of more cracky Reggie than like, I don't like Phantasm 1 Reggie I've gone on record of saying the first Reggie we get I despise and I hate him so much but I like him as the movies go on
0: it's not the same character really he really comes into his own when like Phantasm 2 on when it becomes his series like the kind of side character Ice Cream Man
1: you get that cool moment where he shoots three dwarves out of the tree at once it's awesome and they're all surrounded But they're surrounded, and the tall man has the girl's head. Reggie pulls a grenade, and he's going to let it go. And the tall man goes, looking at Mike, I don't want him in pieces. And he just leaves. So he's after Mike for some reason. This is where we start our, it's not really coincidence, he's really after these people.
0: Yeah, like, there's some grand plan with Mike. Because Mike keeps being like, why are you coming after me? That I also love when it's, um the tall man's like well i don't want him in pieces it's like take care of him
1: <laughs> mike is in the hospital and also we got our scenes of the tall man in his big gothic candle room with the orbs floating around him and we see the brain inside of one of them
0: He he's just sitting there just holding one of the Uh, spheres and it like you said it's it's this awesome giant gothic room candles everywhere he's in his like big dracula chair and this is like we're getting more lore with the spheres themselves because they open up and there's a brain inside he starts like petting it
1: i'm just saying the spheres can't make any sense because there's like full drills in them and wings and knives and a brain there's no room for all this in there
0: dimensions This is the tall man dimension. Dimension Z is all about horror movies. He's about weird fucked up shit like this. We try not to mess with him.
1: Mike's in the hospital, like I said, and the nurse is telling him to go towards the light and everything. Just trying to kill Mike right now or goes to another dimension. It's unclear, but he does go to it and reunites with Jody.
0: And how, how simple is this scene? Where you know that they just hung some sheets in a hallway and blasted a light. And that's all yeah. it is. Completely passable as heaven. Or what dimension or whatever it is. Where it's like Jody kind of comes out and he's like in the shadows. And it's like, Jody. It's like, hey Mike, how's it going? I love Jody, just like, is always like the chill guy. He's like, yeah, I was in a band at like, But he's like, do not go towards the light, Mike but I also love Mike is still wearing like the hospital gown. He has like the face thing on. It's all creepy looking. And then he's like, Ooh, the pretty light tall man steps out.
1: Dude. I feel like they found whatever bar the actor playing Jody was at. Like he's just a well-known regular at and Don Costa really just had to camp out there for a week or two till he came in. Like maybe he was on vacation or something. And he was, hey, uh, we're doing another fantastic. We want you back. And Jody's like, yeah, okay. And just goes with them. I've never seen this dude in anything else and he just reminds me of this type of guy.
0: Yeah. It's like he just like takes a sip of his beer. He's like, "I guess I'll star in another movie." That's chill. <laughs> but he comes Mike wakes up and
1: there's a deadite nurse pretty much is what the yeah. nurse has turned into.
0: Yeah, like all of a sudden it's like a quick little like scene of like, yeah, deadite nurse. They don't really come, they kind of come back like zombie-ish later, but this is so deadite.
1: Yeah, she tries killing him. He stabs her in the throat with one of like the surgical or medical things around him. And Reggie comes in and gets soaked with the mustard blood coming out of this deadite nurse because it's phantasm. And an orb comes out of her head and just takes off and flies away.
0: I love it so much because Jody, uh, Reggie, like, goes up to, like, the nurse at the counter and is, like, everything okay? And she's, like, everything's fine. And he, he like, kind of does the turnaround and, like, gives her the eyes. And then um, he, like, kind of, like, slyly goes in the room, like, yeah, to the nurse. And it's all of a sudden he's in chaos. It's like, whoa! This is, like, <laughs> how Sam Raimi really likes the Three Stooges and did it his way. I think Don Coscarelli also really likes the Three Stooges and he's like, well, I want to do it my own way, though, where it's it's slapsticky and stuff, but it's not the same kind of like as Evil Dead. It has its own flavor to it, I would say.
1: I'd say Coscarelli was a fan of the Three Stooges and like Dune and Blade Runner and these big like sci-fi epics and things like that.
0: Oh, I could see him loving Dune. Of just like it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. There's a shit ton of lore, and it's hard. It's really easy to like get lost in it.
1: Yeah, they're stocking up somewhere. They leave Mike and Reggie, and Jody is in the other room and turns into an orb. One, I don't know where this place is. They're stocking up. It's clearly a home, but Reggie's house blew up. I have no idea where this is. But the Jody orb shows up and everything, and.
0: But yeah, uh, Jody shows up again, and like he, it's like, hey Mike, hey Reg, and it's like Jody, oh my God, you're dead. What are you doing here? He's like, I'll explain it later, man. No, he doesn't. No,
1: there is a bright light, like the Cenobites are showing up, and the tall man just comes walking out of the hallway and does the people's eyebrow like the Rock would do, and <laughs> like which is, I guess, his psychic attack throws Reggie down and. Just breaks the Jody ball. It just drops to the ground, and he floats Mike away with him, like psychically carries him out as he walks out.
0: Angus Scrim doing like that look with like his eyes is like the same as Bella Lugosi doing like his hand. Yeah.
1: The next morning, the Jody ball says Holtzville. I rewound this like five times to hear what it was saying.
0: Oh yeah, well it's very it's. I had the um captions on and it's very well this movie at certain points gets very whispery and like whimsical it's like oh it's as like you have to like say it while you like you go by the microphone <laughs> yes
1: <laughs> reggie and the ball take the hemi there and it's of course a ghost town like all of the phantasm towns
0: oh and it's so great because it's like population was 938 and it's like crossed out in blood and there's a big zero Dude,
1: I kind of like this about these movies, though, because it almost gives it, like, a post-apocalyptic vibe, a lot of what's going on with it. Then he finds this, like, hot girl looting, and, like, you know, it's Reggie. He's constantly horny, so he's like, oh, hello. And she finds a gun in one car. He's like, why don't you give me the gun? I'm like, Reggie, she found the gun. That's her gun.
0: Just, she just starts wildly shooting around. Like, woo it does like the great of like she shoots a sign, but it's just one of the chains of the sign, so it goes swinging.
1: Yes, and then he gets knocked out by two guys from behind. They're all in on this together. She goes, "Cut him and put him in, the, put him in the ground." They shove Reggie into the trunk of his own car and drive him to this house that's their next target for looting, and they leave what? him in the trunk as they go to break in.
0: These goons are, like, out of, like, a Dick Tracy comic book. Of, like, the one is just in a oversized, like, pinstripe suit, but it's, like, neon, like, pink or something. And he's, like, real over the top. He's got the slick back hair. The other goon has, like, he the shirt's rolled up, and he has, like, a giant money chain that looks like it came from Dollar Tree.
1: Yeah, it's like he went to... Okay, look, give me a 40s gangster and a 1980s movie gangster at the same time.
0: And, like, 80s rock woman. Like, think Lita Ford.
1: Exactly. But they break into this house, and it's wild when you first get it. Because there's, like, they see someone in the rocking chair, and they blast it. But it was a mannequin, like, wearing a mask.
0: I love they look through the window, and they're like, it's just two old people. It's like two old farts. After they pass by, like, the makeshift graveyard that's in the front yard.
1: Yes, they don't pay any notice to this whatsoever.
0: They, they blast the head off that. And then this clown dummy that's nailed to the ceiling
1: is, what <laughs> to say? Like, you're all going to die. That was a mistake or something like that. Dude, this kid has not only gone to protect himself, like, I understand, like, your whole town disappeared. Yeah, like, fortify your house and everything. But he's also made it, like... It's going to be hell on earth for whoever breaks in here, and I'm going to scare the living piss out of them.
0: This is like horror Home Alone. It's like Kevin yes. McAllister who? Like, fuck him. Does he have dummies with knives stuck in them, Dude, and then you see like this little dude like
1: run along the top of the stairs and go into a trap door wearing a mask. I'm like, what the fuck is this when I'm watching it?
0: Well, then, like, you're like, oh, it's a little kid. So they grab him and they treat him like, oh, look at the little runt. Like, rah-ha-ha. Ha. And then he takes out, like, a hatchet. Hatchet's the one guy. Throws it. And it goes into off Lita Ford's, like, head. Like, whack. <laughs> yeah, just brains her with a hatchet. And then he runs
1: outside. There's one out there. He goes, let's play catch. And takes out the razor frisbee, Brett.
0: This is maybe one of the coolest like weapons and horror of it's a little kid with a razor frisbee and they're like we don't have time to play with you kid and then he throws it it's this big arch cuts the guy's throat i'm guessing there was supposed to be more blood i don't know if the rig like didn't work right or if they're like well if we do too much blood they're gonna censor it so we're not even gonna do it but he like slits his throat you see a little bit and the guy just starts shooting and walking like Frankenstein and falls over. Then the poor, uh, (laughs) 1950s gangster guy in like the big purple suit is like, Oh my, you killed all my friends. (laughs) He falls into a hole. It's a trap. And the kid just shoots him point blank. This movie. It's so fucking weird of, it would be funny slapstick of like Reggie stumbles into the wrong room. Like, Whoa, what's going on? And then we have a child just shooting a guy point blank in the head while he's captured him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's phantasm. That's all I can say about it <laughs> every time.
0: But the gunshot wakes Reggie up and the little kid goes over to the car. Cause Reggie starts banging on the car and he's like, how do I know you're not with them? It's like, cause I'm in here, dumbass. And he's like, I guess that's true.
1: Yeah. It, may- it checks out. Dude, they, they bury them in the makeshift graveyard that he's put into his front yard. There are already graves here, Brett. How
0: much, like, body count does this kid have already? This is like he's the town dying awoken something in me. Like, I have found my true calling, and it's killing people in creative, kid-like ways.
1: Yeah, this kid was bound to be a serial killer if the town didn't collapse.
0: Yeah, and he probably would have gotten away with it, too, because his daddy's the sheriff.
1: Yes, Uh, because that's what he does now. He gives some backstory. The tall man got his family. He's moved on, but he left lurkers behind. His dad died, and he's at the funeral. He's like, they didn't cover him up at the end, which is sad. I feel bad for this kid in this moment and everything. Like He's all sad. Him and his mom leave, but they see the tall man show up and take the casket. The mom's like, you stay here, and runs up and... She's also crawls into the back of the hearse as the tall man's driving away. Kid jumps in, opens up the casket, his mom's dead with zombie dad killing her.
0: And zombie dad's like <laughs> It reminds me of like the old like Cryptkeeper man from the end of Spookies when he pops out of the grave. Yeah. <laughs> Quick, it's it's a great shot because like think like the cause the kid's sitting there at his dad's grave waiting for him to get covered up and he's like they forgot to cover him up like you said but then like the kid finally walks away cuz mom's like maybe they'll do it tomorrow honey hopefully the coyotes won't get at him um and so as they they walk like 30 feet away the tall man's immediately backing up and getting into the grave how long is the tall man being like how long is this fucking kid going to stand at this grave <laughs> like he's just waiting and waiting <laughs> dude just bury him and
1: Dig him up later. You do that all the time anyway. You have people called gravers on your payroll. Yes. But the next morning the pink hearse that the goons were driving around in is gone. And the the graves that their newly dug graves are also dug up and the bodies are missing.
0: Uh Reg, something else is missing.
1: He convinces Reggie to let him go with him because he is a good shot and everything. He proves himself by shooting something off the mailbox or something like that.
0: He has like a clown figure on a mailbox and he shoots it down. He's like, I told you, Reg, I ain't a kid anymore.
1: (laughs) I'm I'm telling you, Dottie, I'm a bad seed. I'm nothing (laughs) but trouble. (laughs) That's exactly what this kid's like.
0: Yes. You don't want to get mixed up with a guy like me. I'm a loner, Dottie. A rebel.
1: But he does end up taking him with him. They stop for directions at this house with a ton of kids, and this lady's been taking care of, like, kids of, like, the all the dead families from Holtzville and everything. And you see Reggie paying her off. She's going to take Tim. He gets back in the car and drives away, and then as he's driving away, you see the trunk pop open, and Tim stayed with him. And the lady sees, and she's like, okay, I still got paid.
0: Well, you see, she's almost, like, does it, like, oh kind of face of like she puts her hand up to her mouth like "Uh uh-oh he's into mischief it's like reggie's just driving around with this kid and he's like okay well there's a lot of children at that house look at that lady i'll give her another one also exactly where where is reggie getting all this fucking money to number one fill up a car all the time that gets like five miles to the gallon and now he gave her this giant wad of cash they're always staying at hotels you know they're not cooking at home and stuff. There is no home. It exploded in the last movie. So they're eating out all the time. Is he, like, secretly a millionaire? They never explain where the money comes from. I guess it doesn't matter.
1: I have a theory. Mm. Reggie's ice cream business took off. They franchised it out. So in all the towns that still have living people, there's Scullet Bald Man's Ice Cream. It is oh. like... Like McDonald's. It's everywhere, man. So like he's got cash flow coming in. He doesn't have to worry about this.
0: I like this. I it's like not been in Jerry's, like you said, it's like Reggie's skulllet cream. And like yeah. I can see the logo. <laughs> it it's so like, gross. <laughs> it's like his profile where it's like the bald head, but then the big ponytail, like sticking out the side. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but at the Holtzville Cemetery is where he's gonna attack he's, at the Holtzville Cemetery is where he's gonna check next. He's in there looking around, typical phantasm set, big mausoleum and everything. And he's Real attacked awesome. by one of the balls.
0: Yes. Yeah, with the sphere shows up. Of course it does. They, they love mausoleums. And I love that uh how like Don Coscarelli gets by with like making this place look so huge. It's like they have like five set walls that they just switch around. Yeah,
1: it's genius.
0: Yeah, I also um, there's spheres are also just like so hard to shoot, like film oh, actually yeah, it's a mirror. So it's like I love the little tricks you'll see of like they're either like blasting a light so you don't see the camera, or like they're cut a tiny little hole in the wall and the camera's in there so you can't see it. Or so a couple times I did think I did see a couple crew members like crouched.
1: <laughs> yeah, you start searching for it after a while once you learn about that. Yeah. But the ball goes away. But then Reggie's attacked and tied up by these two girls in here. Like, who are you? What are you doing here? Then the ball comes back and gets the one girl right in the forehead and drills her. And the other, Rocky, has nunchucks.
0: Yeah, I love this movie. I love Reggie's, like, group in this movie. You got little kid with the gun and the razor frisbee. And you got, like, awesome military girl with, like, nunchucks. It's so cool. But, you know, like, Reggie gets tied up and, like, thrown down to the ground, and he gets flipped over, and he sees, like, two hot chicks, and he's like, oh, hey, guys.
1: Nunchucks are one of the most impractical weapons of all time, though. Like, out of all the martial arts weapons, nunchucks are, like, the most impractical. I don't think... I might be wrong. I'm not an expert, nor do I claim to be. I don't think they were ever really used for combat or anything. That was, like, it was a training thing, and I... Why do I feel like they also use it as a gardening type tool? I could have just heard that as a joke one time. But, like, it's not really a fighting weapon. Like, it's just been used in movies and stuff for the most part. And it's hilarious. Like, in the 90s, after Ninja Turtles took off, how much nunchucks were everywhere in media. Like, it's it's honestly what you can trace it back to. Michelangelo had nunchucks, and then after that, boom, everywhere.
0: Yeah, especially, like, this close to the Turtles time. Yeah. Parents
1: groups were making a big deal about these things, like, our kids are buying these weapons nunchucks! Like, they were banned in, like, all these states because 90s hysteria.
0: Oh, I wasn't allowed to buy the Ninja Turtles uh, toys, but I had a machete. Yeah, exactly. Um, but... Like you said, well, I, number one, I love to think that you are saying like it was used for gardening. as like an alternative to the weed eater. It's just yeah. everyone's out, like ev- everyone's out in their yard. Just hua, 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 ha, ha.
1: <laughs> I have no idea where that came from. That's somewhere from the back dark corners of my brain. So I don't remember where I heard that, but something.
0: And you were also extremely right about them being a bad weapon because it immediately breaks as soon as she hits the sphere.
1: Yeah, they're useless against the sphere, but luckily, Tim was a stowaway, shows up and just shoots it out of the air a couple times.
0: Yeah, and does the thing where he's, like, right behind her and shoots, like, right by her head, and she's like, what yes. the? And it's like, oh, a child with a gun.
1: Rocky says her family's vanished, she's staying behind. So, Reggie and Tim are taken off, and he lets Tim drive for the first time here.
0: Oh, well, he throws the kid the keys, and he's like, Yes! And then he's driving around. And I love it's doing like the funny, like the kids, like woohoo! And he's like driving all around. He's like zigzagging in the road. And then it cuts to Reggie and he's just doing like the grip on like the dashboard. And he's like, yeehaw! Woohoo! I honestly don't know why we had Rocky not going with him because it's literally
1: they drive for a night, then they pick Rocky up to go with them. I don't know why we just didn't have that happen right there. But yeah, so Rocky's with them now after them driving for a little bit.
0: She comes with the rest of her gear. She has a cool leather jacket and like really awesome like sunglasses on. She had to get her like hair stuff.
1: But they're going to Bolton because it's the town with the largest Gotham mausoleum in the United States. Yeah. Prime real estate for the tall man.
0: Hmm. I bet you he'll be there. But then at one point they go, we better go hide at the mausoleum. It's the last place that he'll expect us to be. It's like, yeah, but he's probably there.
1: Yeah, exactly. He'll just walk upon you on accent, not looking
0: for you. It's just the tall man in a robe and a cup of coffee, and he does, like, the eyes. He's like, oh, I did not expect I... you. The coffee mug turns into a sphere.
1: <laughs> they stop for the night, and this is our motel scene. Reggie's getting in the room and asks for one with a single queen, even though there are two bedrooms. Then he kind of, like, tries to give Tim the hint to sleep in the car for the night.
0: Oh, it's so great because he Reggie comes out. He's like, "Yeah, they only had a uh, one room queen mattress." It's like, I guess um, we can bunk in it, and uh, you can sleep out here, Tim. And Rocky's like, knowing exactly what Reggie's up to. And it's like, Tim, are you sure it's going to get pretty cold in here? And I love Reggie's behind him, like behind Rocky, going to Tim, like, "No, you don't, don't do it." like don't come in the room. <laughs> and then like rocky turns around and reggie's like just like looking around it's like don't do i want to get laid
1: <laughs> exactly they get in there and reggie's putting the moves on right away when she's just trying to sleep like going up to her and everything and she goes okay fine and she pulls out the handcuffs like she's about to get kinky and everything cuffs them to the bed and then goes to sleep so he'll keep his hands off of her
0: i love he's like yeah dominate me baby Reggie's like, finally, it's gonna happen. Well, it's funny, too, because, like, they lay down in bed together, and he has, he's, like, in his weird boxers. I don't even, they look like swim trunks. They're, like, red with, like, anchors. Dude, he has the line, you
1: ever go vanilla? I'm like, oh, Reggie, not from you. You're too gross of a dude to be saying this kind of thing.
0: Such a great reply, though, by Rocky, where she's like, didn't I tell you I'm allergic to dairy? It gives me gas. But he's, like, it's just sitting there in his boxers, like, almost, like, ready. And then she, like, flips the blanket over him. And you'd see him being like, hey, come on.
1: <laughs> the next day, they're on the road again. They see a bunch of gravers driving hearses. So that's how they get to Bolton. They just follow the fleet. And they're attacked by a bunch of them. They get away. They're camping out for the night. This is where we get our wildest thing. So dimensions and dreams are, like, the same thing, I guess. Because Reggie's sleeping and the jody ball floats over his head and jody in human form enters reggie's sex dream he's having with him fucking rocky
0: it's so good oh my god because finally like reggie is like having the dream that he wants to dream this night of he wakes up and then like in the dream he like kind of wakes up where like rocky's climbing all over him and it's like reggie i need you oh your skull it it's so hot oh look at this weird pony (laughs) tail Um, but this is like ongoing thing and it's gets to where Reggie is like fucking her and looks over and he's like, Hey, Jody, how's it going, man? Look at this. And Jody's like, uh, Hey man, Reg, I need to uh, talk to you for a second. He's like, can't it it be for him? Like, can't you give me a minute here, man? I'm kind of busy. And Jody's like, no, man, like I got to chill. Like I only got so much time. We need to talk. And Reggie's like, Oh, come on, man. And he like goes back to it, and then Jody disappears, and Reggie's like, Ah, oh, god damn it. I love how he looks at Rocky's like, Don't go anywhere. And at one point, it's definitely a dream because Rocky goes, Oh, Reggie, you're so big. Yes. <laughs> but it then Reggie opens the door of the hotel room and it's just like desert. And it's he closes the door, door disappears. He's running across the desert. But He's tucking in his shirt and still zipping up his pants and, like, doing his belt. It's, like, the most Reggie thing. This is our action hero of the series, people.
1: (laughs) They end up going to the tall man's, like, hideout. And they see the tall man put, trap Mike into, like, a crypt thing, like, in the wall. He's like, use your brain, boy. And the Jody ball goes to get him out, like, of this crypt. Like, they know he's in there. And the tall man sees them, and they run. And they wake up, and Mike is there. So they metaphysically brought Mike out of the dream and used the dreams to dimension hop and all this kind of stuff. It's phantasm.
0: It makes complete sense. I know exactly what happened. I love to, or Jody's like, come on, Reggie, we gotta hurry. I only have so much time. Like, he's gonna track me. I only have so much energy, blah, blah, blah. Let's go through this portal. Okay, let's go through this portal. Okay, let's walk down this hallway. Hurry up. We only have so much time. Let's walk casually.
1: It's very NPC in video game, where you have a mission where you have to follow someone to somewhere, and they don't do the running speed, and you're just kind of walking, so you stop and let them get ahead to see where you need to go, and like, are you coming? And you go up to them like, not much further this way. Like, exactly like that.
0: Yeah, exactly. But it's weird, too, where, like, all of a sudden, like, the crypt thing that, um... Mike is trapped in, becomes, like, translucent. And, like you said, they're talking to each other, and he's once out, but they, like, reforms to, like, you can't see through it. But then, Mike Ball, oh no, Jody Ball, cuts the thing with the laser that explodes. (laughs) Yes. So much at once.
1: They shut the portal down before the tall man can get through, but there's evil monster hands from a bag that attack Reggie, They shoot one and the other one goes up Reggie's pants and Rocky stabs it and thankfully misses everything else. Just a lot of slapstick fighting going on.
0: It's so funny because like the two like um, metal poles show up where this is the portal thing. And they're like, Reggie, do it again. You did it before where he like you touch it and it stops the vibration. But like the tall man, like his hands come out of the portal. then you see his face. He's just like. Mm. His like angry face, and he's like <laughs> ah, like he's like it's so funny, boy. And then they touch the portal things, and his hands get chopped off. And so it's just two hands fall to the desert floor.
1: Dude, remember in the first one when he gets his fingers chopped off, they turn into little bug things. I thought it was just going to be a bunch of those this time.
0: Yeah. No, I like the weird, like, hand creature thing where, like, the wrist is the mouth, and it's, like, manic again, like the fly was from the first one. It's just like, rah, all around.
1: Yeah. <laughs> They're driving again, and the corpses from Timmy's house are chasing them in their pink hearse. They've caught up to them. Um, the hearse crashes and explodes. It's an awesome stunt. This is actually what I meant at the beginning, where I'm like, they ramped the hearse. That's right yeah. here. Both front tires on the cooter are blown, so... They're gonna walk and hide out at the old mortuary, like you said, the last place he'd look.
0: It's these like gangsters are so fucking annoying in this movie because they won't ever stop coming. They've stopped them once now, now they're back. They like get away from them again, they come back again, they get away from them again. They it's just ongoing. They never stop.
1: No. Nobody's in there, they find the liquid nitrogen tank. And Reggie's staring at, like, the cold coming off of it. And his eyes light up and everything. Oh, no, Mike is. I'm sorry, Mike is. And he realizes, and we have a flashback to Phantasm 1, where the tall man walks past Reggie's ice cream truck and does a slight, and I mean fucking slight, And Mike's like, he hates cold. Dude, if I walk past an open ice cream truck, I'm going to go, That doesn't mean cold's my one weakness that can kill me. I'm just like,
0: nah, I don't like cold. I love that. It's such a major plot point in this movie. And it was just this throwaway tiny scene of just Reggie was like loading ice into his uh ice cream truck and the tall man walked by. And I think it was with the first one, it was more like, Oh, it looks like a cool shot. Cause there's like, yeah, definitely going by him or whatever, whatever it's, uh, really hot air or really cold air is what does that turn into <laughs> i don't know um but he does this just like almost wave at them kind of thing it doesn't look like he's hurt he's not running away he's not like no. mad, like retracting like his skin's not boiling like the sunlight to a
1: vampire or something
0: it's just so funny they're like what can what do we have to work with that was a tiny little thing major plot point
1: Mike's sleeping and the Jody balls on his forehead, teaching him about the tall man and a little bit of background on him that we still don't really get much. And he is amassing an army to conquer dimensions.
0: That's his goal. I just, uh, please leave Dimension Z alone, tall man. We love you. We like your work. You don't have to fuck with us. You don't want to fuck with your fans. No, it's also like Mike, like Jody Ball on Mike. It's almost like Obi Wan teaching Luke the ways of the Force. Yeah, <laughs> it's like
1: uh, Tim's heating up a can of beans in the incinerator.
0: Oh, and oh my God, he because he's the most badass kid in the entire world. He's eating them one bean at a time with his tiny knife. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> uh, Reggie wakes up to getting head under a blanket, he thinks is Rocky. He's enjoying it. It's nice. Then he pulls the blanket down, and it's not Rocky. It's the corpse woman who's been chasing them. And she's like, I just wanted a taste
0: first. <laughs> well, and also around this time is when like, we see um the tall man extracting like a brain out of one of his little minion things and putting it in the ball, which is just real creepy looking where they like tear the head open. There's just a brain there. He starts, like, petting it again. He loves his brains. And then, like you said, Reggie's getting brain. Oh! Yes, he is.
1: Uh, Tim gets captured by another one of the goons as Rocky is knocked over a balcony and she's cliffhanging. And the tall man notices Dream Mike and then appears in the real world and gets him. This is all going on at once, jumping between, like, four different spots. Reggie's still fighting the corpse woman, saved by Rocky, and... They kick the corpse woman off a balcony like the third time she dies in this movie. So fucking annoying.
0: Like, because they keep coming back. There's no, like, finally we get a resolution to them, but it takes so long. It's like at the very end of the movie. Um, cut back to Jody and Mike watching the tall man. Jody's like, Mike, we got to get out of here. He's going to sense us basically. And Jody fucks off and leaves. Mike is fucking stupid. He's like, no, I'm going to hang around for a bit more. Of course, gets sensed by the tall man. Cause I love the tall man. Just starts like looking around of like, there's somebody here. They he, like locks onto Mike and he does the eyes.
1: Yeah. But the Jody ball frees him. And then twists the goon that had Tim's head off, which is an awesome shot.
0: Oh, he, this is like horrible, like horror Three Stooges of it gets him in the head, just keeps spinning them over and over again to where it gets comedic. It goes on for so long. The head yeah. goes
1: flying. Reggie blasts the other away with the quad shotgun. And the tall man, though, has Mike like, strapped down here, and he goes, I'm going to free you of your flesh, make you free, and one of, like, it was a terrible thing to hear.
0: And it's like, when you go to the dentist, he's like, this won't hurt a bit. But as he holds up this giant tool, that then spikes shoot out of the side of it, where this is, like, the thing that puts the ball into your head. And it's just like, (laughs) and it's like, hold still,
1: now. (laughs) Reggie, Rocky, and Tim dip like a metal rod into the liquid nitrogen and then impale the tall man with it. And they push him into the freezer where like all the bodies are frozen in there and everything. And as they do that, a ball breaks out of his head and flies out. So he's had a ball sphere in his head this entire
0: time. I love where they dip the sphere in the nitrogen and like they stab the tall man with it. and He grabs it with his hands and his hands like melt away like raiders of the lost ark style and then yeah yeah, they impale him into the freezer and then he's almost like having a malfunction it looks like he just keeps twitching around then big thing in the lore we never knew until right now the tall man is also a seer but he's a big golden fancy sphere like he's golden and he has like special uh hooks that come out he has three of them he's very fancy
1: it's, it's the lead one. And I love when his orb flies away. It flies right through the corpse woman's face. Like, the whole way through finally killing her.
0: Leaving a perfect hole of where he went right through it. Finally killing her and she, like, drops over. It's so awesome.
1: With the tall man orbs flying away and everything. Reggie catches it with a plunger, is how they get it. <laughs> and then they dip that into liquid nitrogen to finally finish him off. Actually a pretty cool way to do it. I was impressed. <laughs>
0: I love, like, because Reggie sees, like, a handle around the corner. And he's like, yes, a weapon. And he grabs it, and it's a plunger. Three Stooges moment, wonk, wonk. But Reggie's like, wait a minute. This is fear shaped I can get it. <laughs> Actually, it was the best weapon he could
1: have pulled. If he pulled out a sword or something, it would not have worked as good.
0: No. But it's just so funny, like, Reggie's big savior weapon at the end's a plunger. Of course it is. But Mike
1: starts bleeding yellow. He has, like an orb in his head you can see on the side he has weird eyes and shit so he runs away because he thinks he's gonna turn into the tall man just like him and then ghost jody shows up talking to reggie he's like don't believe everything you see everything will be okay be patient we'll be in touch and he just walks away and disappears
0: well i um i almost think of jody's talking to the audience at that point of like be patient like i know this is all weird and stuff he had fun right like We'll be back at some point, probably, to do more of these weird things. Um, But I love Mike wakes up, and he's covered in, like, the yellow stuff is all over his hands, like the yellow blood. And he's like, I haven't had a hot dog in weeks. But then, like, it's real fucked up. I feel so bad for Mike. Because we've been with him, this character for three movies, this specific actor for two now. I like him. And you feel so bad for him. yeah into well he's like grew up but he still looks like a child so it's like a 40 year old child and then tim looks like an old like a middle-aged man that's just in the body of a child so we got like both ends of the spectrum but i feel so bad for him he's like peeling his skin back on his head you see this orb like in there it's like oh fucking not mike he actually got him, but this is almost, like you said, reminds me of, like, Dune, kind of, of... Yeah, he, he has to go blind and wander into the desert to become the prophecy. Like, so he has to go through, like, this horrible trial thing.
1: I don't understand that reference. I just know Dune is this giant, epic, sprawling, like, space sci-fi thing.
0: Uh, Cocaine cinnamon.
1: Yeah, the Spice. Yes. But Rocky leaves. She's on her own. She takes one of the hearses. Because there's just, like, every hearse in the country is parked here, pretty much. Dude, this is, like, with this being the largest mausoleum and everything, is it, like, department store for funerals? Like, are there just, like, any number of 20 funerals going on at a time when this wasn't, like, a ghost town and everything?
0: Do they have, like, a 10 and under lane? We're like, that's the express lane.
1: Exactly. Like, hey, you you weren't that popular. Here you go. Here's the express service.
0: Yeah. Or like, oh, the child services are real quick because there's much smaller. So we can shove a bunch of those in at once. You get the value pack.
1: Reggie and Tim go back into the mausoleum. They're searched inside. And Tim goes, Mike told me to tell you there were thousands of them. Thousands of what? Beats me. Right as they go into a room and you look up and you just see like a thousand of the orbs up there. And they have Reggie pinned up against the wall. They're about to kill him. And the tall man, again, because you can't kill him, walks in and goes, it's never over. And they just repeat the ending of the first phantasm with Tim being grabbed through some kind of breaking glass. Which I didn't even see glass behind him. I don't know what shatters I don't think there is. You just hear the glass shatter effect and screams, and he's grabbed through it.
0: He's standing by a window, because I remember okay. seeing the glass, but they that's the phantasm ending. They have to have the, the child grab through glass.
1: <laughs> They've only done that in the first one, this one. They didn't do it for two, so that's well, a phantasm ending.
0: Two is, it's kind of there. But, oh my god, like, well, also they're like, there's thousands of them. What do you think there could be thousands of, Reggie? What chases you in all of these movies that are small, and there could be a lot of them? Dude, for all I know, there could be thousands of tall men! There are! Yeah, into the tall man-verse! That's what we're gonna have for the next Phantasm! (laughs) It's just a, we get melty tall man, we get old, old man tall man from part five, we get the slightly younger but still old man from like part one <laughs> yes and that's Phantasm 3 Lord of the Dead fuck yeah I fucking love Phantasm so fucking much Angus Scrim as the tall man is like the B movie equivalent of like Jason Voorhees of like he, mm. I would say he's like think about how long these movies went for like think about how they had a following for sure. At one point they do go straight to video, but they still kept making them. See, and look, the thing
1: is, I don't know how much of a following Phantasm really has or had. Like, I think it was one of those like, holy shit. Other people remember Phantasm every time it would come out. This is gospel, sir. This I know. it's not insulting take. it. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm like shocked because Phantasm. If I'm being real, you talk to anyone like outside of fucking horror nerds. No one knows what phantasm is. If I ask regular person on the street, "Who's this?" I show them a picture of Jason. They're gonna know who it is. Like phantasm is a very niche thing. Like our our plays on these episodes show it. Believe me. Like, and I'm not complaining, but like, I'm shocked that they keep pumping them out. Like in a good way. Like it's incredible. Well, that they
0: were pumping them out. The B movie equivalent, because people like us love him. That's fair. Okay. Alright, uh, you ready for some Count of the Dead? Yeah, let's get to do the Count of the Dead. Uh, uh, ah. Uh.
1: Alright, that's the wrong with more Count of the Dead. We're going we tally up all the deaths in the movie. Where do you think we got with Phantasm 3,
0: Lord of the Dead? Uh, there's, uh, Phantasm movies pump out the death. Um, well, I know, like, there's, do we count each time our three bad gangster people were killed?
1: No, you they get one get, each.
0: They get, like, because if it's that, it's like 20.
1: You know my zombie rules. So they're applying to them.
0: Yes. Um, I don't know. I might say seven.
1: Oh, you're very, very close. We uh, got eight. Six?
0: Oh, eight. Good. Okay, I will not argue with more death. We're at Scrake, Scout of the Dead. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Now we're getting into my ratings from Dimension Z. So basically I'll take something from the movie and I rate the movie one through 10, one being the worst and 10 being the best. I'll come up with that thing right now. All right. So I'm not a car guy, Greg, you're not real. You're not a car guy. We have no. to have them because of the times we live in and the place we live in. Of- if I can move
1: somewhere where like you just use public transportation, I would do it in a heartbeat.
0: I would love it so much. Cause I just had to replace my battery. There went $159. I could have spent on something cool with spirit Halloween. Um, but I'm going to go with vehicles that they would, that Reggie would use in the Phantasm series, because even though that we're not car guys, the Cuda is awesome just because it's in Phantasm. Yeah. So a number one version of a vehicle Reggie would use to like take on the tall man and his whole group. Like Reggie has his group with him. Tall man has his group. You know, that little like motorcycle from Dumb and Dumber, like a little scooter. The moped. Yeah. Yeah. The moped. It gets okay. amazing gas mileage, much better than the Hemikuda, but it's going to go really, really slow, and you're going to look silly.
1: And we learned it's not good for the cold to be driving through, and that's where you need to be to fight the tall man.
0: Yeah, just, I gotta pee. Just go, man. Oh, it's warm. Um, And the number 10's the Hemikuda, of course, for Phantasm. Horrible Fair. cars in general, the Delta, also, right up there, like, neck and neck with the Hemikuda.
1: I kind of like the medieval Battle Delta. That would have been a fun one, too.
0: Or the future Delta that they yeah, showed in the Yeah, the futuristic
1: the last, Battle Delta.
0: The fucking last episode of Ash vs. Evil Dead when they gave us so much to, like, look forward to, but you knew it was the end and I cried. Yes. Um, Phantasm Three, Lord of the Dead, is, like, definitely one of my favorite ones. I love Phantasm in the 90s. We got 3 and 4 in the 90s. They're so weird and, like, experimental, almost. Um yeah. I'm going to give it a nine cars out of ten that they would use. So it's like his his Cuda broke down, but there's like a slightly lesser muscle car right beside it. Oh, nice. But I, I love the series so fucking much. I went with uh,
1: seven and a half vehicles to fight the tall man out of ten.
0: Oh, you're going to piss off the tall man, Greg.
1: Dude, uh, I sent you. I just left the movie on when I was done. I finished my notes up. Like, credits were rolling. I didn't turn them off. At the end, you know, like, This is copyrighted work, um, unauthorized distribution, or showing can result in a fine, or jail time, yada yada. At the last bit of it, it said, or face the wrath of the tall man, which I thought was amusing. I did catch.
0: That's that's so funny. I love it when, like, movie people put little things like that in their, like, little little Easter eggs.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I own seven and a half cars. I like Phantasm Three a lot. They're all... If there was a single solid Phantasm movie that, like, did the explanation and everything where you didn't have to, like, spend eight hours to actually get the story, I think that could honestly rank in a ten. But I just had to judge it based on this movie itself, which is my favorite. So, yeah, we're going with that on it.
0: Okay, and that's not a horrible score, I guess. No. Uh, And now, you know what this means, Greg. We get to part four next year. And which part four is like a bunch of the clips they did that they didn't use for part one, gets put in this one as flashbacks. Yes. So I cannot and, wait
1: for that. And you know what this means, huh? This is our last movie before October. All systems go to Throbtober October from here on out.
0: Yes. The tall man is ushering us into our spooky season, boy. And we hope that. Phantasm Three: Lord of the Dead, has left your brain throbbing with horror. Alright, that's the
1: end of the episode, guys. You know the drill. Follow us on all the social medias. Just look for the Throbbing with Horror Pumpkin. Please rate us five stars on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. And come back for next week for the next episode.